This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you on this Friday morning. Download the 77 WABC app coming up at 45 minutes past the hour. The Chronicles of Dominic Carter. I have a number of topics I plan on getting to this morning. One, Russians rained fire on Ukraine. Russia pounded targets from practically one end of Ukraine to the other Thursday. All of this heavy hitting going on while the UN Secretary General was visiting Ukraine. So that's one. Was Putin sending a message? Number two, New York City Mayor Eric Adams may have stepped in it. Uh, he has angered police unions with his new cell phone rule. And so the unions are fighting back, and they are stating what all of us are feeling, that our justice system is failing. And so who knew? As I said the other night, you folks were the first ones to school me to uh, the real reason why um, police officers are looking at their cell phones. And we are going to be taking your calls on a number of topics, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Also, the troubled grandson of ex-Staten Island Borough President James Molinaro busted with 100 pounds of pot the grandson of the former Staten Island Borough president, again, busted with 100 uh, pounds of pot and more than $100,000 after a shooting uh, Wednesday. And uh, the young man, 33-year-old Stephen Molinaro, uh, was arrested Wednesday afternoon, charged with criminal felony possession of uh, marijuana, uh, Police say they found the uh, the marijuana and the cash, and also they were called to a Staten Island building at 89 Lyman Avenue just before 5 p.m. for reports of a shooting. A 21-year-old woman who is believed to be Malinaro's uh, girlfriend was found with a gunshot wound to the chest and rushed to the hospital, according to police. And so authorities also say they found a nine millimeter gun in a trash can 
are nearby. This isn't the first time Molinaro, uh, the, who is the grandkid of the former borough president, James Molinaro, has had a run in with the law. So let's get to the issue of, and again, you folks are the one, and I'm going to your telephone calls in just one second. You folks are the ones that schooled me, if you will, on cell phone use uh, by police officers. I had no idea that the cell phones, the smartphones, are part of their job. But there's a bigger question at play. The mayor of New York City, a former police officer himself, a transit police officer, why is it that it appears the mayor didn't know what police officers use the cell phones for? Now, I get it. Mr. Adams was a police officer uh, before he retired many, many, many years ago, but how could the mayor of New York City not know what is going on in terms of the use of the cell phones? I want you to listen to what the mayor had to say earlier this week, urging New Yorkers to email him. The mayor saying that email him if you saw a police officer, a transit officer using, looking at, rather, not using, but looking at their cell phone. We are going to start taking very aggressive actions to make sure police are patrolling our subway system and not patrolling their iPhone. New Yorkers, you see that? Send me a photo, and I would be at that station. Okay, so that's how the mayor found himself uh, in this situation, and... um you know, I, I like some of the things that Mr. Adams has to say in terms of fighting crime. I just wish it would move a lot faster. But this is one this is one of these public relations gimmicks that blew up in his face. So Paul DiGi- Paul DiGiacomo, who was the president of the detectives union, he appeared on the uh, the Fox morning show. And here is what he had to say. That's a ridiculous statement uh, because that phone is used as a lifeline for that police officer or for that detective. Uh, There are dozens of alerts that come over that phone on a regular basis. Uh, Missing persons, wanted people, accidents, fires. Um, We are forced to look into that phone. It's part of our job today. Part of the job today, the Giacomo declaring it's a lifeline for police officers. So the issue becomes... Why didn't the mayor of New York City uh, know that? I mean, may- maybe he did, I, but, it, but it appears that he didn't. The Giacomo continued. Well, we should be concentrating more on the criminals and the cops looking into their phones uh, as they should be. Um, you know, what needs to be done is the police are doing their job. We've made over 2,000 arrests uh, since the mayor has been in office with guns. And we've made over 10,000 arrests in the last two years regarding illegal firearms. Uh, What's failing is our justice system. There needs to be a mandatory minimum 
of time spent in jail if you're caught with an illegal firearm. That will dramatically uh, cut down on the violence in New York City. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, You know, you said that police are doing their jobs, which they are, but they're also being targeted. And um, FBI Director Christopher Wray was talking about this on 60 Minutes over the weekend, and he said that one of the biggest phenomenons in this country is violence against police and that police are dying um, one every five days. What is it like to be a police officer right now? Well, it's a very, very difficult, difficult job. Uh, We've seen this before in the late 80s and in the the early 90s. And the only way to get control of it is, again, to have consequences. And our justice system must work. And right now it's not it's not working. Consequences and our justice system must work. There isn't a day that goes by that I uh, don't have a story that I could uh, recite that shows arrest in, out, released almost immediately. Even on this issue of cell phones, even Governor Hochul seems to be distancing herself from what Mayor Adams had to say. I want you to listen to this question she faced from uh, Marsha Kramer of uh, Channel 2, and Governor Hochul was not touching this with a 10-foot pole. I wonder if you join in that, asking people to send pictures if they see police they don't think are doing their job, that, and if you think that that will add to the perception as well as the reality of safety on the subways. I have confidence in the NYPD to do their jobs, as well as the MTA police officers. Uh, I'm grateful for what they do. And, yes, people need a sense of security. There's multiple ways to accomplish that. But I think everyone knowing I have their back, that I'll support them. I support the law enforcement efforts, but I also support people's need to feel safe. And so uh, everybody has their own tactics. Uh, Mine is to make sure that there's plenty of resources. We've spent a lot of money on gun interdiction and safety, as well as programs within communities to help People learn that there's other alternatives, and we've, been, we've tripled the amount of money for these violence disruptor programs. So I've got different approaches toward public safety, but I'll tell you the beneficiaries of this combined approach, the mayors and mine together, is that we're going to work to make sure all New Yorkers not just feel safer but are safer. Governor uh, Hoku is becoming a polished <laughs> politician. No, and I don't. I don't mean that in a uh, good way. I mean it in a way of avoiding an answer to a question. If you notice, Governor Hochul didn't respond at all to what the question was about in terms of did she side with the mayor's policy of police officers on the trains um, looking down at cell phones. And so we have a lot of calls on this topic, on Ukraine, and on uh, the grandson, the troubled grandson of the one of the former borough presidents of uh, Staten Island, arrested. Let's go to the telephone calls. Let's begin with uh, Jeffrey in Connecticut. Good morning, Jeffrey. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Can you hear me okay? I'm I hear you that. loud and clear. Go right ahead, please. All right, listen, uh, with uh, Mayor Adams, I mean, really, we're looking at a man that has no, this is the whole thing, wrapped up in a nutshell. We're looking at a man that's a grandstander, and he has no self-control. Who gets elected mayor and goes on a national television show and hands a bag of weed 
to a national television host. Who goes in front of the police and says, we have, I mean, we have crime through the roof, right? I'm not going downtown anymore. There's no way. Not for like two years now. And the bottom line is, this guy gets up there and he says, we're going to monitor the police, and I want the public to monitor the police. Are you kidding? Do you re- does, he doesn't realize the damage that he did with that one comment. You, you know, Jeffrey, I, I have to agree that damage was done. Um, you know, when I was thinking it about be, it, can't be undone. It can't be undone because people now are bold, emboldened. emboldened. Right, right, right. Well, I, I thank you uh, for the telephone call. But when I was uh, thinking about this earlier today, for a second, I said to myself, let me see if I can give Adams the benefit of the doubt, because uh, here's the truth. And I know I know that you folks don't want to hear this, but when you're the mayor of New York in such a high-profile uh, job, and I know you don't want to hear this, but half the time you're tired, you're, you're trying to stay up. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe he just slipped. It was a boneheaded slip. But you, you don't say something like that. Crime is out of control, according to uh, Fox News, is spiked 43% since Adams took office. And I believe his heart is in the right place. I really do. But all we keep hearing is, I'm going to. It's coming. The NYPD, my street crimes, the, the neighborhood gun teams. It's going to happen. Now, you can't put all the blame on Adams himself. You cannot because Albany has has his hands tied behind his back. But at this point, you're Mr. Mayor, you're not looking at another election until, what, three years from now, going into the fourth year. And I, I really would uh, reinstitute the street crimes unit because that's how bad things are. I mean, what what other choices do we have at this point? Let's go to our friend uh, Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Hey, hi. How was your weekend? I didn't get a chance to talk to you. Until <laughs> well, we're going we're going into a new one now, Audrey. But, know, just, but just like that. But I have a comment. Okay, so, go ahead. Who um. Who gave the equipment for the, for the um, cell phone? What administration? If it wasn't that's, Adams, it had to be Justin. That That's a great question, and I will find out which administration. That, that, that's another thing I thought about today, right? So these cell phones, these smartphones, they go for what? Anywhere between 600 and up? And you mean to tell me the city of New York couldn't find a smarter way to spend money? than to outfit the the entire NYPD. Maybe it was a federal grant. I'm sure it is, Audrey, that uh, that paid for this. But please continue. Okay, I'm going to continue. But I don't think it, um, he's in any trouble. So if they were giving that for as part of their uniform, this validated, well, you know, just say, well, Salazio did it. He's gone. He's good. So blame and stuff. He did a lot of nonsense. But um, I don't think it's his fault. And as far as the, um, the budget, you know, it does not start happening until July, is it? Give me February, March. Give me June. Right. July. The, the fiscal year starts in July. Yeah. So I live in the city. And for this gentleman from Connecticut, stay there. We don't need you to come back here. Mm. But I oh. love my city. I'm sorry. Okay. I love it. 
All right. Well, Audrey, I thank you for the call. And you know what? You, you asked about my, my weekend. So I, I have a, uh, a big task in front of me. I thank you for the call. Um, I told you folks about a month ago that a huge tree, the tree is about 20 yards, fell over uh, into the backyard. And, uh, you know, now it's time to, to open the pool and, oh, and you got to pay to open the pool. And, and, and I, you know, I wanted to go to Home Depot. Matt, I wanted to go to Home Depot and I wanted to rent one of these power saws and do it myself because I'm too cheap to, um, to, to pay for it, right? Uh, so, are you so, ready to take on that? And we'll see. Here, here's what happened. <laughs> Our listeners here at WABC scared the hell out of me, yeah. telling me, don't do it. You're going to spend about the same amount of money by renting the tool. And, you you know, look at all the emergency room visits when you use a uh, a, a saw. That's right. And so what, what do you think I should do? I think get somebody to chop the tree down. It's already down. You just got to cut it in chunks. Just got to cut it in chunks. Just got to. So, hey, Alex, what, what what do you think? Do do I do I do I try and do it myself? Right? Oh, oh. God, no! Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> because because I don't want to spend a thousand dollars. Dumb. It's better safe than sorry. I think you should just you know. You or you want to lose a limb? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, right. Right. play it safe. Play it safe. Okay. You don't want to be nine finger dumb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the embarrassment of being in the papers. Carter That's called right. himself uh, uh, saving money and cutting down the lumberjack tree himself. Lumberjack Carter. Right. That's the headline. Lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. They'll be singing. They'll be singing the lumberjack song from Monty Python. <laughs> okay, guys. So I guess I guess I'll just have to hire somebody. Oh, oh. But sometimes the the easiest things are the most difficult for me because. My wife don't want to be bothered, and let's face it, it's something that the man at the household should handle. And I called one company. They didn't get back to me. The last thing I want is a guy to walk up and go, hey, Dominic Carter, WABC, ka-ching, right? So, it's true. So, so uh, anyway. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the uh, to the topics at hand. But, Audrey, this is all your fault. You asked how was my weekend? And that's what I need to do this weekend. So not only do I have to pay to open the pool, right? That's $400, but I got to pay $1,000 to get this tree chopped up. And I'm hoping it's only 1000 Anyway, let's go back to, um, to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to, um, let's go to Alana in uh, Westchester. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Dominic. How are you? I'm okay. How about yourself? Uh, I'm very good, but I'm still so, like, riled up about Eric Adams because I heard him on one of the shows this weekend saying that, you know, he's going to straighten out his police. And and this is how I feel. You know, I'm a very middle-class, well-to-do neighborhood. I had the finest clothes and everything, but, you know, that didn't make me. What made me is what how I was taught, morals, value, and character. And respect and regard. And I think what Eric Adams is doing is like the worst thing he could do. He should be sticking together with the police, showing them respect, showing them regard. And if he thinks his clothes, you know, make him somebody. No, actually, I believe that he is failing. 
And so instead of fixing his problem, even going to Giuliani if he has to, he will go after like a bully, like a coward, and pick on the police. And I got to tell you something. These police, if you need them, they come in a New York minute. They will die for you. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. Exactly. And being that I am the nurse, okay, I would take care of them anywhere if they were on the side of the road, and they would do the same for me or anybody else. But the fact that these guys go to work and they know they may not come home and have Eric Adams, such a bum, what kind of upbringing would have him act like he is so much better than the police? You know what I mean? They are out there. There's the domestic. There's the assassinations. So on and, you know, how dare he, I'm like so mad, how dare he disrespect the police who are the real heroes, the real men. The police are the heroes, and Eric Adams is a hero. Well, I, I thank you for the call. Only one modification. It's not just men of the NYPD. It's men and women uh, that do an outstanding job. And so... The mayor, I mean, maybe maybe he just misspoke, you know, and wasn't uh, thinking about the exact comment. But I know him and I know him well. And he 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 did what I call setting up the soundbite when you stop for emphasis to make sure that you hit your message. And so it was something that was planned so he obviously, you know, thought about it in advance. Let's go to uh, David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, Dominic. You know, I never mentioned this to you, but I'm kind of like the Dominic Carter of L.A., political activist, very well known here. Okay. And, to, to, and so, I mean, I'm deep in the bowels of City Hall and with the mayors and stuff. And here's what comes to mind. Two things. First of all, doesn't he have people around him that he discusses these things for before he goes and jumps out there? Wouldn't there have been somebody to say, don't say that, Eric? They need their phones as part of the job. That's one thing. Is he is he just an island of himself? And secondly, man, do not piss off the cops, man. Come endorsement time when they decide to back somebody else. That's a powerful endorsement out here in L.A. I don't know about New York City, but, man, you do not want to piss off the cops, man, if you've got to win a reelection. Well, David, you, David you, you make a good point, a, a couple of um, uh, bullet points here. One, the PBA did not endorse Adams in, in, in this recent campaign, and uh, he didn't seek their endorsement because whoever was going to – things are so sad with the wokeness – whoever was going to become mayor of New York basically would have to do so without the endorsement of the PBA because the Democrats considered the endorsement from the PBA a kiss of death. David, to answer your question, the mayor of New York, like every large city mayor, has an entire public relations team. But the problem is... um, with with mayors like like uh, Mayor Adams, and perhaps rightfully so, he feels that he got there all by himself, and he did emerge from that crowded field of candidates. And so, when you feel that you got there by yourself, you report to yourself. Those days of 
political consultants controlling the message of larger-than-life elected officials. Those days are really over because nowadays politicians will say whatever's on their mind. And so Eric Adams is the type of guy, um, he's not going to um, stick to what his staff says. He's going to choreograph the message himself, if you will. And in this case, the mayor stepped in it. Uh, Today he did, or I should say now yesterday, he did what he should do. Move on, keep on stepping. It was a mistake, but uh, it's something that I do not believe is going to go away soon. I've got to take a break. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I see all of your telephone calls. Boy, you want to talk about Mayor Adams. Uh, we will get to those phone calls in just a second. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to start taking very aggressive actions to make sure police are patrolling our subway system and not patrolling their iPhone. New Yorkers, you see that? Send me a photo and I would be at that station. Mayor Adams, uh, what now? Almost five months into his tenure, he stepped into it on um, on this one. There's no other way around it. Uh, with crime out of control, the way that it is in New York City, the last thing in the world you want to do is alienate your police officers. Period. End of story. Full stop. Let's go to Angelo in New Jersey. Good morning, Angelo, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. How big is this tree you got to cut? Ah, the tree. The tree, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, 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 Angelo, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a city guy, man. So I'm, I'm out there. 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet? No, it's about, it's about 20 yards, 20 football yards. Now, I don't know how many feet that is. Well, I'm looking at Harbor Freight site. For $39.99, you can get. A nice electric 14-inch 9-amp chainsaw. For $64.99, you can get a a nice 16-inch electric chainsaw. And if you just buy the $39.99 one, you'd have it for the next tree that might come down. Right. There's no mystery cutting a tree. Hey, hey, but but what are you going to do with the wood? Well, no, the foot, the wood would be great. I use it for the fireplace, and then have to don't have to spend uh, 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 what $200 for a quart of wood. Uh, I think it's two hundred dollars or more. I think it's even more. But wait, 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 wait. But but Angelo, right? So, it, I mean, it's a, it's a thick tree. So the saw that you're referring here's what I'm trying to say. I'm not a technical guy. So the first time the chain comes off the saw, I'm stuck. Then what? 
go gently. You don't have to be a madman all of a sudden just try to spread it in half and all. <laughs> Take your time and cut it and use your head. You're a smart man on the radio. You should be a smart man at a tree. So you say save the money and do it myself. Yes, there's no problem hurting yourself if you're careful. Well, no Angelo, I, I thank you for the call, and, and we'll see. Let's go from New Jersey to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Corey. Good morning, Corey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, we love you, so please do not listen to that advice, okay? <laughs> there are about 140 different things that can go wrong. Even I, who do know how to use power tools, I talked to my father. He says a chainsaw is like one of the most dangerous things. If you don't know how to use it, don't do it. Right. So right. Get yeah. That yeah. Out of the way. Yeah. So and, so you're with you Matt and, and Alex, and then with my luck. No, and I'm not talking about uh, losing a finger. I'm talking about losing a leg or cutting. You know, um, we don't hear from you again, and that would be horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be really not worth it, but a thousand dollars just to cut it and leave it on your property—that's over the top. I mean, if you want it gone, some people you might go on like a local, uh, you know, next door or something. Somebody might have a chainsaw, and want to take the wood, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they might even just come and take it for firewood and. Get it wow. off your hands. Wow. Well, Corey, I, I thank you for for the uh, call. But see, folks, that's my dilemma. One caller says do it. The next caller says don't do it. And, and you know, with my luck, I'll be out there. I'll trip in the grass or Dolce will be standing behind me and he may bark. And, and, and you know, and I got to make sure my Dolce doesn't get hurt. And then I end up cutting my arm off. And then I'm in the papers. What was the headline, Matt? You you and Alex said? Lumberjack Carter. <laughs> Lumberjack. Carter cuts. <laughs> Carter cuts arm. <laughs> it won't be Carter cares anymore. Carter cuts. And then I got to explain to management what happened. And then I got to explain why I'm not at the uh, baseball game in Staten Island. Or the game is Tuesday, I believe, the uh, the Ferry That's Hawks. right. That's right. And so I got to explain that. I'm filling in for James Golden on uh, Monday from uh, from uh, 4 to 5 o'clock. I'd have to explain why I'm in the emergency room. And uh, let's go back to Eric Adams. That's a... Uh, a safer topic. Jeff in Suffolk County, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dom. Pay the thousand bucks to save the money for the emergency room. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what's no, going no. on? We got, we got a Jackass of the Week uh, award. Who is it going to be? Eric Adams, <laughs> Mayorkas, or Joe Biden? Oh, boy. Oh, that that's a loaded question because we know one of the three. I won't say which one. One of the three is always the you know what of the week. One of the three uh Okay, kid, don't don't hurt yourself for the chainsaw, all right? <laughs> okay. All right. Well Jeff, I, I thank you for the call. Have a great morning. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy in New York. Good morning, Jimmy. You're oh, Jimmy is gone. Let's go to Victor. Victor in New York. Good morning, Victor. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Number one, you're going to hate it that you 
cut the tree yourself because your back's going to be hurting like crazy. Ah. Anyway, I'm, call, I'm calling regarding uh, the offices with the phones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The phones. The phones were brought by uh, the administration of Bloomberg. Ah, and, um, thank you. Thank you, Victor. And um, the sanitation commissioner, uh, she brought it into the system. She she had the the whole application up and running. And um, there's two different phones. There's a personal phone and there's an officer's phone. I think the public's confused with Adam's uh, saying that they're on the phone. 99.9.9%. They're probably on their personal phone, not on the police phone. And that's why I think the public's a little confused with his statement. Uh, me, myself, I'm retired from NYPD. I drive by and I see these officers on these phones, and God bless them because any second somebody could approach them and God knows what could happen. Anyway, I just wanted to bring and, that point. And, and Victor, that, that, that's a great point. You're right. At any given second, and thank you for your involvement in law enforcement, uh, any given second something can jump off, as we saw with the uh, the incident um, or the early morning incident where a number of people were injured, shot, uh, the suspect is now in custody. So Victor's correct. Um, when you're in law enforcement, anything can happen uh, really, really fast. But what we're up against is that crime has to come down. And the rhetoric is its so thick, you can cut the rhetoric with a knife. We're going to. Oh, it's going to happen. It, it, what it sounds like to me is, oh, Derek Jeter is going to hit a home run today. I know he retired many years ago. Derek Jeter is going to hit a triple. Derek Jeter is going to hit a second home run in this game. Jeter is going to hit three home runs. That's what it sounds like. Or substitute Reggie Jackson or A-Rod. I'm old school Yankees. Um, subs- or Aaron Boone. Substitute any of those guys. That's what it sounds like when I listen to Kathy Hochul and Mayor Adams talking about fighting crime. Let's go to Dan in Long Island. Good morning, Dan, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, how you doing? Uh, I'm well, I'm well. You. Thank you. Go yeah, right ahead, Dan. I'm, uh, I, I'm working the night shift. I usually do, uh, do days, so I took the opportunity to call you. Um, Great. Just a quick comment on the, on the tree. Um, ah, yeah, tree. It, all, it all would depend on, you know, I had some taken out today, as a matter of fact, uh, at my house. So if you have any power lines near it or you have anything like it unless you have a clear place that you, it could just drop and land it's a clear no it's point, in the backyard you know. a clear place <laughs> oh it is so it's not gonna it's not gonna crush any sheds or anything it's not gonna cr- it, 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 like it bent it bent yeah. the fence uh unfortunately yeah. but i think i think i can have that bent back it's just right, that you right. can't really use the backyard now because there's this large tree that fell down yeah. and it's been there for a month yeah. I even think the dog is and the cat are sick of it. You know, they they step around it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so no, I I get you, but you know, so that's the main thing is that if is there any you don't want to experiment when there's stuff to you know obviously uh, stuff to crush that's around. If there is a lot, but it's also something else that you could probably do some research on, watch enough videos, and maybe attempt it. But uh, you know, a big tree like that, depending where you are. They're going to hit you for, you know, six to 800 bucks to take it out just to drop it, you know? Ugh. So, 
Yeah, it all depends on, uh, you know, if it was me, I, I'm, a blue, I'm a blue-collar guy, so I, I, I attempt it myself, you know, as long as it's safe enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's up to you. And electric, I don't know that electric's going to be strong enough. I mean, it's right. come a long it's way. Right, it's not strong but, um, enough. Right. Probably not. Right. Probably not. You hey, know? Dan, thank and maybe, you. Maybe practice, you know? Practice. Yeah, yeah. So. practice makes perfect. <laughs> Dan, Dan, thank but, you for the yeah. call. and. We, we we are glad that you're working the night shift this morning. That you had the opportunity to listen to uh, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much. And so you know, normally here's my routine when I leave here, folks. I drive home. I drive up the Palisades, uh, go over to GW, make sure I have gas so that I don't run out of gas on the GW bridge again because it's embarrassing because then the guys that drive the big trucks, they recognize me and they start laughing when they find out that I ran out of gas and then they got to push me to the first uh, 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 gas station on uh, before exit one on the Palisades and it's all one big joke at my expense. So when I get home, when I'm driving home, I'm I'm always listening to Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight. It's must-listen-to radio. Frank is really, really good at what he does. And so I'm listening to Frank, and I'm paying attention. And so, Matt, just last night, I, when I get home, right, it's it's pitch black, right? No lights, none. And so I get home last night, and the garbage goes out Thursday, right? My, right. Son, my son takes care of that. And I see something that's looking at me on Uh-oh. top of the garbage can. Now, Uh-oh. it's it's pitch black, and I can't see. And it, 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 looks, like, it, it looks like it was a big, uh, not squirrel, but what, a, a raccoon, raccoon. A raccoon. How to be a raccoon. And it's looking at me like, yo, man, you you in my way. Get out of here. <laughs> You're and, impeding on me. Right. I'm and, getting lunch right now. Right, right. And I'm looking at the raccoon, and I'm like, okay. Now wait a minute. It's which, which one shoots the needles at you, right? <laughs> That's a porcupine, I, right, Alex? I'm trying to figure it out, and and I'm like, okay, is it is that the one that shoots the needles? And 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 what 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 was that you said? I had? <laughs> I think that the porcupine, but I don't and, think and, we okay, have. And what but you have they, a raccoon. That's Didn't the you raccoon. Biology, That's yeah, yeah, I did, but um, <laughs> but the ra- a raccoon he's got like he looks like he has a mask, right? That's what you saw, or or if it wasn't Man, a raccoon, it, it was dark, and from one brother to another, I wasn't going next. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a possum. And, but, but, so I'm looking at this thing, and it's looking at me, and it's not backing down. No. It's not backing down. Oh, and, no, they're used to people now. Right. And and I'm like, okay, any minute now the bears are going to start because they, they, they wake up, you uh-huh. know, and then the deer. And so that's what my morning was uh, yesterday. Oh, jeez. Uh, you're, you're coming home to a zoo. It, yeah. it seems that way. And I got I got bone to pick with you Uh-oh. and Alex because neither oh one of you guys told me moving to Rockland County that this is what I would have to <laughs> well, encounter. Well, Dominic, rule number one: you got to take your garbage out. You know? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But I'm saying when the garbage is out, waiting for the truck the oh, next right. morning. Yeah, yeah, of course. The, like like you said, Matt, it's it's hunger time. Yeah. They're, they're feeding. Oh yeah, you know? they're out. That's when they come out at and, night. And I'm interfering with with their. Uh, Thanks. So Frank Morano's blasting on the radio right. as I'm watching this, what, raccoon? Raccoon. Eat. And he's looking at me like, you better get out of here. Turn the lights off, man. He's like, I'm trying to eat. Oh, you're right, right, right. He's like, turn the lights off. I'm trying to eat. Well, you know, one day you guys got to drive up with me. So you, because I know you think that I'm crazy. 
so no. that you can see what I'm talking well, about. I know that you have raccoons, but let me tell you something. Even in the city, because I used to live in, I, I moved from Rockland, then I lived in Jersey City for a while. I had raccoons in Jersey City. Wow. I'd come home, because I lived close to the PATH train, and I'd see four or five raccoons mm-hmm. in the garbage cans. And so, But Alex doesn't have that problem. Oh, no, I'm, sir, I'm a city slicker. You he's know. got rats. <laughs> Alex got rats. Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Yeah, Those cockroaches. are the worst for me. Alex and Matt, I thank you guys uh, very, very much. Folks, I see all the telephone calls, and I'm getting back on track right now. Enough of the animals. Enough of cutting down the tree. Enough, enough, enough. Let's get back to Eric Adams. We are going to take a break. We'll be right back with your telephone calls. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And this morning is the funeral for fallen firefighter Timothy Klein, Klein, the second generation firefighter killed Sunday when a ceiling collapsed during a three alarm blaze in Canarsie hitting Klein, 31 years of age, and sending other firefighters scrambling to safety. The wake was held yesterday, and outside, endless lines of firefighters stretched in either direction, um, heading north along 46th Street and another going around Schenectady Avenue. Slowly, they walked by Klein's uh, open coffin where uh, he uh, laid in a casket and uh held um, his uniform caps from the Rangers and the Yankees, and uh, it was in the casket with him, and a pair of uh, sunglasses. Among among the uh, mourners was Mayor Adams, who quietly paid his respects without commenting to reporters. And for mayors, that's generally a standard practice of not commenting at funerals and wakes. And, you know, it's really sad that this young man gave so much, this firefighter, for example, uh, his volunteer work was with the fight for the Firefighters uh, Foundation, a nonprofit organization that raises funds and builds wheelchairs and access ramps for families of first responders. And uh, the cause of this uh, Canarsie fire has not yet been determined. We are taking your telephone calls uh, from uh, a number of you. Let's go to uh, Jake from Pomona, New York. Good morning, Jake. What's on your mind? How are you, Dominic? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. I just got home, and if I tell you, you're right. Out of all the animals we have up here, from the black bear to the deer, the raccoon is the feistiest animal. Hey, hey, Jake, can I can I make a little joke? Yeah. 
Why it's got to be a black bear? Jake, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> but wait, so say one more time it's, it's what funny, you. I'm colorblind. <laughs> well, I'm just messing with you, Jake. One more time, what did you just say? You said that the. What, one more time? The raccoon is the feistiest animal we ah, have. Ah, so you see, guys, I was not, I'm, I, I'm right, I, Jake. I, I, po- I popped a few BBs at one. They still didn't move, and it still steered at me like I was, it was ridiculous. Wow, wow, wow. So I understand yeah. we're, we're neighbors, Jake, is that correct? Yeah, I'm in Lower Pomona. You're right across the 202, I think, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Well, Jake, uh, thank yeah. you for that. Thank you for the uh, call. So you see, Matt, you and Alex thought that, that I was on something. And so I mean, you can't make this up. You know, it's it's generally 2 a.m. in the morning, and I'm pulling into the driveway, and Frank Morano's blasting on the radio. Probably the whole neighborhood can hear him as he's dissecting God knows what issue at the time. And I'm standing there getting out of the car. I'm trying to make sure I don't run into a bear, trying to make sure I don't run into a deer. And there's the raccoon looking at me hey, like, what? The raccoon will hiss at you. Right. He was looking at me like, what? Get, now, out, of, get out the way. Now, Dolce and Move. B- get out the way. What's that rap song? <laughs> yeah, Move. Ludacris. Ludacris. Get out the way. Now, now Dolce, get out the highway. Dolce and Beyonce yes, the, are, in the, the cat are, are in the house. They're in the house. No, don't mess with Dolce. Because Beyonce and a raccoon, right. a raccoon will eat Beyonce. Right. So, so right. you make sure the cats and the the right. kind of dog are but, but the cat are is, inside. is bigger than the dog and then <laughs> and then when the bear sometimes I come out and the bear standing there looking at you and then Dolce will run outside and start barking and he weighs maybe five pounds when he's wet you know right. and and he's barking and I'm like Dolce get back in the house and the bear and then ultimately the the barking the bear's like you know they run he, away and they run away little Dolce a little Dolce wow Dolce's a thug. <laughs> don't mess with Dolce. <laughs> don't mess with Dolce. Okay, let's let's get back. I see all the calls, folks, on the tree, and uh, we've taken. Thank you very much. Let's get back to uh, to uh, Eric Adams and the justice system. Let's go to David in Pennsylvania. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How you doing? <laughs> um, you know, with regards to um, Eric Adams, it seems like the only thing he can do is provide lip service to the uh, rise in crime, since the justice system is, in, you know, was controlled by the mainly the Democrats, and the law enforcement is doing their job. What what can he do? What can he other than come up with, you know, making the appearances or the optics that he's you know, trying to do something, but mm-hmm. really not being able to do anything meaningful. Well, it just seems- there, there is something he could do, but it would ruin his career as a Democratic politician. He could go before the cameras and say, I ran on a platform to make New York safe. And I vowed that I, that I would not bring back the street crimes unit. But crime is at such a level where I have no other choice. And effective in two weeks with additional training, we are reinstituting the street crimes unit. He he could do that. But that would put an end to his career politically on the national stage. And so, David, he obviously does not uh, want to um, to do that in terms of end his career because, um, you know, I, I, I believe in his mind Mayor Adams is already thinking about that he may be the first New York City mayor for the most part. 
to have a uh, a national career. Miguel in Queens on Ukraine, I believe. Good morning, Miguel. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It's good to talk to you again. I hope everything's good. Yes, thank um, you, and same for you. I um I'm calling uh, because uh, I listen to you every day, and I know that you probably have the same thoughts I do on Ukraine. We are headed for big trouble with this war. Yes. Um, and nuclear problems. Because Possibly. we have a president who, who everything he touches just goes wrong. Afghanistan, the economy. You have a crazy caller here by the name of Stan who said that he loves President Biden and he's doing great. How, this is the worst president ever. The border, Ukraine, everything he touches is, is going downhill. Uh, the people's 401ks, my 401k is going down since Trump left. It's been going downhill. Ever since he's been in office, he's terrible. And you know what? At this point, I can't wait till he goes. I don't care who, it, who replaces him. Mm-hmm. If it's Kamala, whoever it is, he has to go. Well, um, <laughs> it, it's I'm, I'm laughing, Miguel, because um, everything you said uh, seems to reflect the sentiment of a, of a growing, uh, if not majority, of Americans that Americans that feel that things are just not working, and that's why I'm saying that uh, President Trump might have a return. It's a good possibility. But it has to be okay. Okay, let me let me stop the uh, the the uh, tap dancing. By President Biden, I wish him well on a personal level, but he has to go. It, it's it's just not working. It's not resonating with the American people. Um, every speech he gives, uh, including today, he makes mistakes that I, I I I wish him well with his health health. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Dominic Carter here with you folks. We're going to continue to take your telephone calls. I'm receiving a lot of emails, Matt, about the tree. And Richard Cardozo just sent me a uh, email, and he says, Sorry, bro, but I have only heard bits and pieces about your tree. But as a semi-retired fireman and ambulance driver, I have seen more than my share of chainsaw accidents and injuries, and I can assure you none were pleasant. My personal advice to you is to hire a tree guy and get it done quickly and easy, easily and professionally. Don't take any chances with your health or safety. Good luck. Two thumbs up. So what do you think, Matt? That's a guy who knows an axe. Right. right. Ambulance driver, firefighter. Right. I think it's safe to say you better hire a guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. And now I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. You don't have any trees falling on your property, do you? Uh, knock on wood, not the moment. But um, I did have a tree, uh, like a tree stump on our front lawn when we first moved in. And we uh. hired a guy to come in and, and remove it. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of email over the course of the last hour to tell you to hire a guy. The last thing you need is a chainsaw accident. I tend to agree. So don't chance it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You're too valuable here. What do right. we need you uh, okay, but maimed or something? Okay, for but Frank, but, but yeah. between between you and I, right. you know I'm a hustling brother. Right. And you know that in some regards I'm cheap as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't see spending $1,000 
for somebody to carve up a tree for Ooh, me to put into the fireplace. I hear you. I hear you. I know. That is a lot. That is a lot. Okay. Uh, I mean, but, I, but but I have no choice because you, you can't use the back. What are you going to do? Have a barbecue with this big tree <laughs> going halfway up? When are you end. doing this? I want to come down to either help you <laughs> with the tree or drive you to the hospital if you have a chainsaw accident. <laughs> so then, so then, WABC will have to issue a statement that Frank Morano and Dominic <laughs> Carter were injured, and then they'll be great. There'll be all sorts of conspiracy theories about what we were really doing. What do you have coming up this morning? Uh, well, as we do uh, each and every Friday morning, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything for the first hour where I will answer questions on any subject, at least do the best that I can to answer questions on any subject. We're going to talk with Amy Briggs, the uh, the editor of the National Geographic History magazine. We're going to talk about the Titanic, Amelia Earhart, space, a bunch of other things. And uh, Tuesday, uh, I think you're coming out there. It's opening day for the new baseball team, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. I will be there so with you. I'm going to be joined by uh, an old friend of mine, the general manager of that baseball team, Gary Perone, who I used to work for 20 years ago uh, when when we both worked for the Brooklyn Cyclones. And uh, we're going to talk about what makes this team so great, what it means for baseball, what it means for Staten Island. And we have a few other tricks up my uh, our sleeve for the next four hours as well. It's going to be interesting. And so uh, I'll be in, in my driveway with Frank Morano blasting on the radio. That's right. With, with the raccoon looking at me like, <laughs> like, what? You better you better get away from me. Hey, hey you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> Can't let a raccoon run your life, Dominic. <laughs> Let's go back to the telephone calls. Anthony in Westchester, good morning. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. I'm a, I'm a proud member of the NYPD, and this recent development with Adams and taking his stand about us looking at our phones, well, why is the public not being educated why we are looking at those phones? It's being used to communicate to us what's happening and what we need to be made aware of. And and that is true, Anthony. And and the first people that informed me of that a few days ago were the listeners on this program. And so we we have been talking about that there is a professional purpose of why you officers have to have and use these cell phones. So do you feel you're under attack by the mayor? I I, I feel under attack by the mayor, and I feel now the public there is enough conflict between the public and the NYPD, I feel that this is only going to cause more conflict. Right. Because they, the public looks at us, they see us looking at our phones, and they walk away saying, this is what my tax dollars is going towards? Cops standing around just looking at their phones? We're not on social media. We're not just... Uh, texting our friends or, or looking at TikTok, we're using it for professional means. Well, Anthony, I thank you for the clarification and for pointing that out. Thank you so much for your service as well. Lynn in Queens, good morning, Lynn. I'm, I'm short on time, but go right ahead. Yeah, I'll make it short. I just wanted to let you know about two years ago, uh, two raccoons, I thought it was one, two raccoons actually broke into my roof. They broke the roof. I had to get a new, you know, we 
replace the roof, oh, uh, which cost a lot. Yeah, and it scared, really scared the hell out of me. Uh, it was 3.30 in the morning. I heard noise upstairs. Thank God it was a, a room. I used just the storage. I didn't, you know, didn't sleep in that bedroom. I was downstairs. I didn't know what the banging was, and I was wow. going crazy. I was so scared. Hey, I, I I was alone. I called the police. Hey, Lynn, he, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you, but I do have to step in because I'm out of time. So, you know, Frank, I'm on my way home now, up the Palisades. And hopefully the raccoon won't be waiting for me as I'm listening to you <laughs> when I pull into the driveway. But if I call, answer. You got it, you, my You may friend. have to call the local police. <laughs> Frank Morano, the other side of midnight coming up. Have a lovely weekend, folks. I'll see you Monday morning.